you guys hear me talk all the time about getting curious and today's episode I hope will inspire you to get even a little bit more curious. Today I sat down with Katie Allen on the podcast and we talked all things to do with the moon as well as astrology. Now I'm going to be completely honest, I knew nothing going into this conversation. I knew a little bit about the moon because it is very much tied to cycle syncing and we as women are very in tune with the moon, whether or not you know it, but you are. Um, But as far as astrology, I did not know any of these things that we kind of tapped into. Katie is just very, very inspiring, has an incredible story um, and is just a wealth of knowledge. So check out today's episode to learn all things about the moon cycle, um, astrology. She even announced some pretty cool things on this podcast. And I think just her story, you're really going to relate to. Um, she had a moment in her closet on the floor. And I think it's kind of a moment that a lot of us have had whether or not we admitted it out loud. So check out the rest of the podcast. You can tag us both on Instagram at MeganRempel4 as well as at KatieJustRealized. And let us, know your ta- or let us know your takeaways. And also all of the information is in the show notes so that you can go check out Katie and everything that she has to offer. All right, welcome back to the Fit to Be a Mama podcast. I have Katie Allen here. She's currently sitting in her closet. I'm currently sitting in my bedroom, and this is basically podcasting life. <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing fancy, um, nothing special. Just a couple moms basically chit chatting. So, um, welcome to the podcast, Katie. Before we dive in, I actually would love to hear what your current morning routine looks like. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. Um, my current morning routine actually right now is pretty solid because I don't know where I'd be without it. But um, I make sure that I wake up before everybody else. Um, luckily, I don't have to get up as early as I used to. Thanks, quarantine. That's a plus. But um, first thing I do always is I get up and I try to move my body in some way, fashion or form. And I know you're real big into cycle syncing and we've talked about this. So I'm trying to let myself um, honor that part of my uh, life. But I always have to move my body because right now things feel really big for me. So that helps me kind of like get all of the monkey mind business out because I wake up like that. Like I wake up with Oh my God, all the things. So the first thing I do is go move my body to shift that. And then I've gotten really good. I'm actually proud of myself, pat myself on the back about meditating, but I like to do that after I work out so that I kind of, like I said, get all those crazy thoughts out. And then I spend about five minutes, sometimes three minutes, just jotting down what I'm grateful for, like literally like in a bulleted list or with commas. And it doesn't even make sense really. Like if you go back and read it, but it's just me like acknowledging the things from the day before that either I did for myself or that I'm grateful for, you know, things around me, my family, my husband, et cetera. I've really been trying to focus on this self-acknowledgement piece and giving myself the credit for all the things that are due. 
Um, and then at any moment at this point, it's probably been about an hour. My daughter's screaming from her bedroom for me to come pick her up because she refuses to get out of bed by herself. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. That's how I used to wake up. I used to wake up by the child screaming from the crib and, um, you know, you possibly did too at one point, but it's so oh, yes. powerful. Like when you can just give yourself that little bit of space and, I mean, a morning routine looks different for everyone, but essentially it's like the same, the same things that we all sort of do to get our day started. So I love that. Thanks for sharing. So just a little oh, background, um, a little background for the listeners. Um, Katie and I actually met in person last February, <laughs> which I, I've talked about this event a lot because it was the last time I socialized. It was the last time I traveled to the US. It was really the last time I did anything, um, you know, prior to COVID. So I'm so grateful for that event that we that we went to and the experiences that we had there. But it was at that event that it hit me like, like a slap in the face, like, Megan, you need to do a podcast. And if you go back to um, the very first episode of this podcast, I really talk about that event and how it did just like hit me out of nowhere, this idea of like, I need to do a podcast. So I just jumped all into it. But it was Katie at that event who really, you helped me. I, I knew that you had your own podcast and somebody kind of said, oh, you should connect with her. She like can help you get this going. So I just immediately went up to you, introduced myself and you gave me, you gave me all of the tools and resources to really get this going. So I'm just very, very grateful for you. So you've just been a big part of this whole podcasting journey for me. That's awesome. I love that. And I can't remember the name of the hotel, but didn't it have like a podcasting recording room yes. there in the hotel? Yes. And I, I talked about that on the first episode too, because it's like all these signs were just yeah. like pointing to do a freaking podcast. Like what hotel has a podcasting recording studio? Like it was great to get a photo in there for this whole, like launching my podcast. It really worked out very well, but yeah, that was the coolest hotel, the best food. I remember we had dinner together yes, um, I yep, think that that final night and yeah, just a really, really great time. So um, but yeah, Katie, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of your story and what sort of, um, what brought you here? And then we'll dive into today's little conversation. Awesome. So I guess I'll start kind of like with the moment, my podcast moment, because I do feel like that's kind of a defining moment for a lot of people when you're like, Hey, I'm just going to like talk and people are going to listen <laughs> and like, why do they care? So, um, yeah, so I have two kids, mother two. I married my college sweetheart. So I've been with the same person for 20 years. And that's really weird to when I say it out loud. And I grew up poor and I didn't realize how much of a driver that was for me. I was the oldest child. So I think a lot of times in those situations, the oldest child picks up a lot of slack, right? To save on resources and things like that. Either you're babysitting, so your parents don't have to pay for that, or you get a job early, et cetera, whatever that looks like. And somewhere along the way, I don't remember the moment, but somewhere along the way, I told myself, like, I will never live like this. And I didn't. I went, I checked every box, right? Went to college, checked that box, got married, checked that box, got a good job, then checked all the boxes to climb the ladder, got into corporate America, climbed that ladder. I mean, at a big public company. And I was like, this is it. 
I, this is what I've dreamed of, right? Like I'm not poor. Like that was my only goal in life. I had never really thought about, you know, what I really want in my life or who I was. And then you just start on this journey and you're just like plowing ahead with blinders on. And then one day in 2018, speaking of my infamous closet, like this closet has such a moment in my story. And I think it always will, but I'm laying on my closet floor. It's the end of 2018. And this is the first time in my life where I really felt quote unquote, like depressed. And I think it was the first, and I don't like to use that word because you know, there's a lot of people that struggle with this daily. Um, but I think it was the first time, like my kids had gotten a little bit older. So like my kids are 11 and seven now. So my daughter's five um, at this point and my son is nine. Now I'm making myself do math and that's not good. <laughs> so it's the first time in my life where I could actually like breathe for a second, right? Like my youngest is five years old. I'm laying in the closet. I've checked every box, you know, like I said, marry my college sweetheart, got the job I always wanted. I actually enjoyed what I was doing at my job. But I was laying on the floor and I was like, what is missing? Like, this is it. Like, this is what you always wanted. Like, what's wrong? And I just couldn't even figure it out. And ultimately what it came down to is I had just, I didn't even know who I was anymore because I had lost myself along the way of, you know, first it was like, well, how do you, how to go to college and be successful? Then how to be a wife and like, you know, be a wife, not Katie, but be a wife. And then it was, you know, how to be this amazing employee and climb the ladder. And then it was like, how to be a mom. And that one obviously rocked my world to the core. And at no point in these, I guess it's like 15 years, did I ever ask myself like, well, how do I be Katie? And that was kind of the beginning of this journey of like, if I feel like this, and if people looked at my life on the outside, they'd probably feel like I was pretty successful, then holy shit, I can't be the only person. And then this little voice kept coming up and it was like, you should start a podcast. And this is back in 2018 and like podcasts definitely exist, but it wasn't like a mainstream thing, especially not like it is in 2020. And I didn't even really listen to podcasts that much, which is weird because why do you wanna start one if you don't even really listen to one? And that's kind of how I got to this point. And it was like, I just was on this like quantum leap journey of like checking all the boxes and being on autopilot and constantly having myself validated outside of myself to like literally like cutting all of it and like switching up every piece of everything, speaking of morning routine and like all of this stuff. And I was just like, I just did a complete 180 and I was like, uh, no, like all of this has to shift. And then finally, I built up enough confidence. I started to enjoy my time in my closet to myself once I put in some boundaries. And I was like, you know what? My closet is pretty cool. Maybe I should just record the podcast in there. And now it's been a little over a year and here we are. And I've made so many friends and I feel like I've met and connected with so many women and like shared this story and I kept, and it was so scary. And I kept having to tell myself like, you're helping people, even if you're just holding space for someone and all they can say on their drive to work that morning is, oh my God, I feel the same way. Like there's so much power in that. Yeah, I totally agree with the whole, there's power to being able to relate to someone in that degree, because I think the majority of women just put on a mask and yes. just like stuff those feelings back down and keep checking the boxes and keep checking the boxes and suffer silently. And, mm -hmm. 
you know, then there's the, the odd one who has the meltdown in their closet floor and, you know, and then decides like, I don't want to live like this, but I also know that there are other women who don't want to live like this either. So it's so brave and it's so powerful. So thank you for sharing that. That's very, very inspiring. Um, okay. So we're going to talk about something like that is new to me and probably new to a lot of the listeners, um, which is why I just love podcasts because you can learn so freaking much on Mm -hmm. these. Um, but let's, let's dive in. So you're going to talk a little bit about like astrology and the moon and how that can really help you in your productivity, um, and day to day. So I'm just going to let you kind of take over and just share a little bit how you got to, um, to leaning into this and like, how were you even exposed to this type of thing? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, I started the podcast of November, 2019 and, um, I started, you know, working and networking in these mentoring and coaching programs like that you and I had met through and things like that. And life was going pretty good. You know, I was working on all the mindset shifts and things are great. And then um, when the quarantine hit, like many people, um, that really threw me for a loop. I was used, like that trip in Detroit, that was my third trip in four weeks. I was used to traveling. I was used to like getting out of the house. Um, Of course, I miss my family tons, but I was used to just like constantly being on the go. And then um, as more that I was getting into this style part of my career, and speaking and public speaking and things like that. I was traveling a lot. So then like the quarantine hit and all of a sudden I was back in my house, all four of us all day, every day. And that was really, really hard for me. So I'm already on this journey of like trying to find myself and trying to like believe in myself. And I was like, oh my God, like there has to be something else because the things that were helping me before were not doing it and they were just not enough. So like the morning routine, is great. And I will never give it up. It will shift over the time. And some mornings will be perfect and some won't. And I'm okay with that. But like the regular podcast and those things that were going on just like weren't enough for me. And I really just had to go a little bit deeper. And I don't know where it really started. It had to be somebody that I was following or a podcast that I listened to. And, you know, people start talking about like manifestation and then like, you know, Oracle cards would come up and then like moon stuff would come up. And I was really, really attracted to the moon. And I think a piece of the moon cycle I was really attracted to was also on this journey. I was like, I, and part of this taking my power back was like, I want to get off of birth control. I've been on birth control since I was 18. And the more I was learning about my body and the more I was just learning about all these things, I was like, I don't... I'm again, giving my power away. Like my cycle is actually really powerful and I want to lean into this. So I think I was really attracted to the moon because it, you know, it could be very linked to your cycle. And when you're trying to um, get back into that groove of the 28 days, when you're messing around with your hormones and trying to get them intact, it kind of gave me a container to work with. And I had really big emotions. I have really big emotions all the time. I have a really big 
personality all the time. And I think the moon kind of gave me this space and I like to call it like, it gave me the masculine container of something that I knew I could count on. Something that was certain, right? Like everything feels super uncertain. And I hate that word because it's just so quarantine-y thing to say, but everything felt really uncertain. And I was like, there's the moon. I could see it every night and I know what it's gonna do every day. And like, you can literally watch it. And I have a window in my closet and I could see the moon. <laughs> so I'm like tracking it. And it just gave me this sense of being connected to something that's just like bigger than myself. So I just went down the rabbit hole of that, right? And then when you start going down these rabbit holes, you know, they just keep going and they never stop. And what I started to learn was you can work with the moon and you can link it to your cycle. And it's just gave me all these new tools and resources about how connected we are to mother nature and how we are at that point. And then I started to use it as part of my self-development, my self-awareness, because on the new moon, you use that space to set intentions. It's almost like the stroke of midnight, everything's clean. You get to start over. Like, what do you want to manifest this month? Like, what are you struggling with? And what do you need more of in your life? So I started with that piece of it and it was like, okay, so every new moon, I was just like journaling and writing down things. And ultimately over the summer, and I guess now into the fall, it's kind of became like a ritual for me of like on the new moon every um, month, I would start doing these things like these journal intentions. And then I started to incorporate full moon. So it's like, okay, now the full moon gives you another check-in point a couple weeks later to say, okay, what is coming up for me? Like what's manifesting from the intentions that I've been working on for the last two weeks? The moon shines bright, right? So they say, what's being illuminated? Like what can't hide in the dark anymore now that you've really been focused on these intentions? So you can kind of work through that. Like what's the shadow side? And like, I talked a little bit about self-validation. That was a really big one for me. And Scorpio season just like rocked my world. And I can talk about that too, but I was, that's such a big one for me. And at first it started with over the summer, it was like, I want to stop caring what others think. <laughs> it was like my intention. And then it gets bigger and bigger. And then like the new moon kind of, I mean, when the full moon hit, I kind of had this epiphany of like, why do I care so much what other people think? And then I started to realize is that I always was looking for the at a girl, like at work. I was always looking for like the promotion, the speaking opportunity or whatever it was. And that's how I validated myself. I wasn't validating myself through anything that I was doing or I wasn't telling myself like, hey, this is really big, Katie. You should be proud of yourself. I was letting my boss tell me that or I was letting the person I looked up to or my husband or my, even my kids or my friends, which all of those people are amazing people in my life, but they weren't me. And that was like one of my big... Ahas, that was one of my big illumination moments. So I kind of started to create these rituals and because they happen every month and because I can count on them, it felt really real and really tangible. And then what I started to learn, cause then, you know, like I said, the more you learn, the deeper you go, the more you wanna know is that all the moons are associated with different astrology signs. Mm -hmm. And that was really interesting for me. Okay. This is like, all of this is so intriguing to me because I, I mean, eight months ago, if you probably were talking about moons, I would be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like (laughs) I would be so lost. Um, but like, I don't know. I think the, 
the more you start like leaning into new things, the more new things that start coming your way, whether yes. it's like even randomly scrolling on Instagram or conversations you have, like just things start to come into your life. So the moon cycle and just anything to do with the moon is like constantly coming my way. And it's probably because I'm following certain people now that I wouldn't have been following like, you know, a year ago even. So I'm like becoming more aware of the moon, but I'm still not like tapping into that, but it's definitely something I want to. Um, so I think for the, for the viewers or for the viewers, the listeners who, <laughs> who really are like, okay, I'm, I'm lost. Like you lost me yeah. as soon as you started talking about the moon, because we, as women, like we're super connected to the moon. Like, yes. that's not something I I knew I, until I really started leaning into cycle syncing, I had no idea that women were so connected with the moon and the cycles that the moon goes through are actually the same cycles that we go through as women and each of like the moon phases. And I'm, I'm like, not the expert, but like the moon goes through like four phases. Am I yep. correct? Which, yep. which line up to our cycle and which is why, so when I have women come to me and say like, you know, I, I actually don't get a period. Can I still cycle sync? And I'm like, yes, you just have to sync up to the moon. You will just line yourself up to whatever cycle the moon is in, because then that coincides with a, a like cycle in your monthly phase, um, yeah. which is like, I feel like a whole other podcast too. Um, so like explain to me a little bit because I hear a lot on Instagram now talking about like the new moon rituals and the full moon rituals. So like, obviously this is something that happens every single month. And essentially you can do a new moon ritual once a month and a full moon ritual once a month. So that's like two, two things in the month. That's like very intentional and kind of creating mm -hmm. a ritual around, which I think is really cool because it's not super overwhelming. It's not like you have to implement this every single day or every week. It's like, it's happening twice in a month, which is doable for us to like take on that new sort of ritual. So how do we know, like what's a new moon and how do we know when it's going to be a new moon? And can you like break down what, what women should be doing on the new moon and why? Yeah, I think this is a great question. And I love what you said about like, it's twice a month, so it doesn't feel big. And that's something I've been um, talking about on my podcast is I've been referring to it as like accessible magic. Mm -hmm. Like I'm obsessed with like the word magic because it feels fun to me, but then it also feels elusive. So to me, this feels very accessible because it is twice a month. So like, if you don't check in with yourself every day, fine. This gives you like, again, that container, that space to do that. Yes, um, that. So there are, there's so many rituals and I actually just released an episode this past Monday about it because there was a new moon over the weekend, the 14th and 15th. So it depends on where you live. It was like at 12.05 my time. So that's technically Sunday, but um, you know, it's different. So first thing you can do is there's like a thousand apps you could download if you want to start tracking it. An easy way is Google has it in their Google calendars. Like you can literally just click it and add it into your Google calendar as the lunar calendar. And it will tell you when they're coming up. 
There's some amazing um, people that I follow like on Instagram that I get a lot of um, information from or a lot of inspiration from. And some of these girls are amazing. So like one of my favorite resources, if I was going to throw out resources would be like Spirit Daughter. They do workbooks for both uh, every new moon and every full moon. And they're the ones where I've kind of gotten deeper into the astrology piece of it. Um, and then there's another girl I follow called, well, I don't know her name, but her business call is called Soul Shine Astrology. And she has a little calendar that she puts together every month. And those were my resources to kind of like get started. And then like with anything you get started and then they give you very specific instructions if you want them to how they work with the moon. And then like I always tell everybody, but it's just make it whatever feels good for you. Right. Because then I, because me and my personality type, I'd be like, okay, I didn't meditate. Right. And I'm not setting up my ritual. Right. Right. And then now I'm worried about that instead of like listening to myself. So ideally um, how I work with it and how I see it. So just like this super simple version of it is the new moon is time to set new intentions. Like what do I want in my life? How do I want to feel is there something I want to get rid of? Like you're really kind of sitting with yourself and asking yourself, like, what's the new thing that I want? The new feeling, the new thing I want to get rid of, whatever it is, like what's that newness that you're going after? So new moon, new intention. And then um, the rituals that I use for that are pretty simple. Like I will usually will meditate with myself and just kind of like think of this. when I meditate right now, I just do it by myself, like with music and sound. And I really just try to listen to my body because I've gotten to that point where that's better for me, but you can go on like insight timer. I'm sure you can Google YouTube and there'll be like new moon meditations that can explain this for you. And then for me, it's just basically a journal dump. And I just like jump in, like, what's the one thing that's really holding me back? Like, what's the one thing, like if I have this one goal or project or this really cool thing I want to do on the podcast, but I'm scared, like, what's that one thing that's holding me back? And I like set my intention around that. And the biggest piece I do is I write down the fears, like all the, the call them negative affirmations for lack of a better word. And then I take them and flip them into the positive. So like when I was starting my podcast, I would always write like, why does anybody care what I have to say? (laughs) But the positive affirmation to that is I am helping people. Like I am, even if I make one other woman feel seen, that's why I'm doing the podcast. And then I would hang those intentions up on the wall. But what I've started doing right now is embodying the sense of like you're planting the seed. So some moon cycles have actually gone out back like in the summer and like wrote my intentions down on a piece of paper and literally planted them into the ground or like buried them in the ground. Um, Now I put them in a little seashell that I have in my bedroom in this little spot that I've kind of turned into like my whole virtual space. And again, over time, I think this shifts for everybody because it really does become your own. And that's how I use new moon. There's a thousand other things you can do. Like, you know, some people are like, you should wash your door or just like all these different things. I don't even know them because I try to keep it really simple for me because if I get overwhelmed, I won't do it. Because like you said, like mom, podcast, homeschool teacher, quarantine, like all the things, I will let it slip. And then I touch back in again for the full moon. But did you have any other questions about the new moon? No, that was like, very clear to me um because I've seen like all of these different new moon rituals and it's like 
like I almost feel um, overwhelmed, like thinking about yeah. it. And it's like, oh my gosh, do I need to like block out the day to do yeah. this new moon ritual? I'm like, how long are people spending doing this like ritual? But that just seems like very simple. And I just love that. I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to do it. It's yeah. just about giving yourself some space, setting that intention. Um, so for anyone who hasn't even like created a really solid morning routine or any of those like really um, growing moments in the day, this is like, you can just start by twice a month. It's month. like yeah. just, just twice a month, get in tune with yourself and get silent. So I love that. And the beautiful part about it, and I've heard this, and I mean, again, it's whatever you want it to be. Um, I've heard this on multiple different resources um, that that power of the new moon is really powerful for three days around it. So if you can't make it on that day, like this weekend, it was like Saturday or Sunday. Well, whatever, do it Monday, do it Friday, like whatever works for you. So you don't have to just be in that day. It's really just about creating that space to set the intention. Mm. Um, and also another thing you can do, and like, I like to do this because this is just where I'm at right now is you can use Oracle cards or tarot cards and you can do a pull. Like one that I like to do is, um, you know, what am I manifesting? What seeds am I planting? And like, how can I grow it? And then pull those quickly. Just what speaks to you and then interpret those cards, however feel good to you. And again, I feel like that's a whole nother episode, but that's just another thing a lot of people do that you can work in. Um, then, so that lasts about two weeks, just like your cycle, right? So that's usually like you were saying, that's like your release phase. That's kind of like your menstruation phase. And um, we'll give the moon a shout out because this weekend was the new moon and my period started a week early. So I'm hoping that's just because I'm so in tune <laughs> with mother nature and the moon that she's like, come on, girl, get on cycle. That's so interesting. You said that because about two to three months ago, my cycle started getting extremely short. I went from yes. like a regular 28, 29, 30 day cycle. All of a sudden it was like 23 and 24 days for a couple yes. of months. And I was like, what the hell? And in my head, I was like, I wonder if like my body is trying to match the cycles of the moon. And sure enough, on like that third month, I was like, weird, like I'm actually synced up to where I should be with the moon. And it was just like this natural thing that my body did. I think because you get so in tune and you slow down and you get quiet and you lean in. Um, and I don't think that can happen unless you're willing to willing to like let like allow your body to just do what it needs to do but I found that so interesting so it's really cool that you had the same thing yeah and mine was about the last three months it was like day 23 or 24 and I was like no <laughs> like because then I was like I'm off on my weeks and I'm trying to like be super mindful of this and then it dawned on me on Saturday and I was like oh it's a new moon and I was like okay maybe we can have 28 days now so I love that I'm hoping fingers crossed I'll, I'll let you know I'll check in <laughs> So then, um, and then like you said, there are four phases. So the next phase is the waxing phase. So like the buildup phase, right? So you're like growing to that fertility stage, that full moon, that ready to create life and give birth to whatever it is that you're manifesting with your intention. So what I usually do for um, the full moon, I don't know why this one doesn't feel it is as big for me. It totally is, but I don't know. I put a lot of energy into the new moon 
maybe it's because they say that your intuition is higher and things like that around that time. So maybe that's why that one feels better for me. But, and everyone's can be completely different here. But again, I basically take the same kind of approach is I will take out my intentions that I wrote down because like now I'm hiding them in this shell. To me, that's my planting the seed. So I take out the intentions and I kind of sit with them for a little bit and then I will meditate again and then just kind of visit like where I'm at with that. And there's always one thing that I'm super, super struggling with um, that's new. And, you know, it's like every time you think, oh, I've cracked the code on myself, right? For this, whatever it is, like for me, it's been self-validation. I cracked the code. This is it. I know what to do. And it's like, you know, that phrase, new level, new devil. And like every month I'm like, oh, okay, now I have to do this. Now I have to do this. But what I like to do here and this is one of my big favorite things is then I will just journal that thing, like the thing that's really bothering me, whether it's caring about what other people think, whether it's the mom issue, the family ancestral ties that you're cutting, whatever that is. I use this kind of like as a cord cutting kind of cleansing space. And I like to burn. So I'm a burner. So I go out to the fire pit with no shoes on. So like I'm grounded, I can feel the ground and whatever I wrote down, like I will angry, write, Or, you know, it doesn't always have to be angry. Just sometimes it has been pretty angry over the summer. <laughs> and I just kind of like get all the feelings out that I feel like are really holding me back from that intention. And I like to just burn it. Some people like to take a bath and like, you know, cleanse that way, like with water. Um, which I love to take a bath too. But for me that there's something about the burning that because it's like it existed and now it doesn't. And I can physically see it like go from this piece of paper with this furious writing on it to just like ashes in my fire pit. And that's just become my ritual. So that just feels really, really good for me. Mm, I like that. So what did you do then with your intentions that you made during the new moon? Do you keep that or are you also Some, burning that or what are you doing with that? The first time I did burn them, but now I've kind of been keeping them because now that I've kind of on this like track of this really deep self-validation work, I'm kind of want to see mm. that's part of it for me, right? Is seeing where I started a couple months ago and really acknowledging myself and acknowledging my growth. And that's been like the biggest thing lately for me is even I've gotten to the point now every day at the end of the day, I've never had, I mean, I do have a nighttime right before I go to bed ritual ish. Um, but say I like to close out my day, right? Especially now that we're all at home, like before you would leave your job and you would come into the house, but now I haven't been out of my working out of my house since March. So what I've started doing now is like around four thirty, five 5 o'clock, whenever the day, now that the light is, you know, it's getting darker earlier. I um, start jotting down everything I did for the day to acknowledge my accomplishments. So even if I'm exhausted as I move into the rest of the day, I can shift that energy be like, wow, of course you're exhausted because you kicked ass. You were on Megan's podcast today. That's why you're so <laughs> tired. But so I've tried to implement that in the new moon rituals. Well, that's kind of where I started it was like, I'd go back and revisit those last month because then you can see your growth mm -hmm. and you can see, like, okay, look how what I was struggling with. Look how I reframed it. Am I doing good in that space or am I not? And then, you know, I'm releasing those really hard feelings or working on releasing those really hard feelings. And I feel like the intention space where I'm rewriting those affirmations 
feels really good and positive for me. So like right now I'm just keeping them. I just take that month out of the shell and just like put it in a little folder that I've mm. kind of created with all my little, because I like to down, I do download those workbooks from spirit daughter that I was talking about. I'm pretty sure it's just spiritdaughter.com. I can't remember now. Cause I get the emails, but, um, I do have like a little folder where I'm just keeping this stuff because I don't, for me, it's just fun, which I know that might sound weird, but like, I will go back and just read it. You know what? I think I love how you just said that it's fun because this is just kind of like an aha moment for me, but we become parents and we become like an adult Mm -hmm. and like I, for one, have never been the parent that plays with their children. Like I'm just not, (laughs) that's why I had four. I was like, y'all go just play with each other. I'm not playing with you. So it's, it's almost like we lose that like fun and just Mm -hmm. like pleasurable things to do for ourselves that, you know, of course, like go out shop or go to the spa or whatever. Those are like kind of like bigger things, but it's like, you have these like little rituals that you just do by yourself and it brings you pleasure and fun into your day and your month. And that's just like, so cool. It's almost like being like a little child again in your bedroom and like writing little notes and creating little things like yes. I used to do that all the time and like shove it underneath my bed or in my closet or in a shoe box and it was just always so fun and like mysterious and it's it's just bringing that back like now that just because we're an adult and we have like major responsibilities and we have like humans we're responsible for doesn't mean that we can't still do these like you know almost childlike mm-hmm. rituals but that are so like like so important in our growth and in who we are. So I, I think that is really cool. So, okay. Just to like, cause I'm all about just like making things super simple. So the new moon is all about making those intentions, like even like people who aren't familiar with like intention setting, but like creating some goals or like, yep. you know, kind of like dreams, desires, like creating all of that, all of like the good vibes, getting them out there. And then is the full moon sort of when you bring that back out that list and it's like, okay, well, where am I at? Am I getting closer to that? And kind of like evaluating, is that like kind of in a sense? Yeah, exactly. So like when you said like, if, if you were going to look at it as goals or like a project for even another reference is like, yeah. now this is the point where you check in and you're like, okay, where are we killing it in this project or where are we not? And what do we need to shift to make sure that we do hit our goal? And that's basically it. And if something's not working, this is the space that where you empower yourself to say it's not working. So I'm going to release it. And then for me, like that release is the burning of the feeling or the paper. So, but I like using the full moon as the release because I feel like it gives you a space. It gives you permission to say, okay, it's not working or that one piece isn't working. So this moon is giving me permission to say, okay, no guilt about that. Just let it go Mm -hmm. and get back to whatever the goal is. Yeah. Or even like feelings you're experiencing or emotions Mm -hmm. or even like a person in your life that you just need to like release. So a boundary that you need. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think this is important because not everyone is like super tapped into their spirituality and even what that means. But I think people can like anyone can still 
tap into these these rituals and just kind of start there and and see where it takes you. So that's really powerful. Yeah, that's the part I love about it is it can be whatever you want it to be. And like, I've even had listeners, because it's something I've been talking about more and more in my podcast. I've even had listeners say things to me like, I'm scared to use oracle cards. I'm scared to use tarot cards because when I was little and my mom said, you know, that they're devil cards or whatever. And I always go back to the two words is like, does it make you feel good? And do you think it's fun? If that's the case, then when you show up in the world, you're letting off that energy to everybody around you. And I just don't see how that can be a bad thing, especially right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, agree. Okay. So you were going to move in to like astrology. Yes. So let's, let's. So this is a part that's super new for me. So okay. like, I'm not, I've always been real in tune with like my signs. Like I'm an Aquarius and like, that's I know that one (laughs) and like my daughter's a Gemini and that's the twin energy and like Gemini there's a couple signs I feel like that everybody knows are really big like if you hear like Gemini or Scorpio like in your mind you're like oh Gemini that's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde like there's these twin energies they're back and forth like my daughter can be the sweetest person in the world and the hardest person in the world to live with at the same time and then like Scorpios are usually really like expressive and out there and they have like this really big energy and they're just not scared of things and they're really big into like the truth and things like that so what month are those ones so Gemini is uh like May 20th to like June 20th most of the um signs do that because like I'm Aquarius so I'm in February but my son's at the end of January and he's an Aquarius too okay and then Scorpio is what we're in right now so that will switch over this Saturday so that started um late October like October 23rd and then on November 21st we'll switch into Sagittarius so I really just started getting into that this summer so like I'm going through this routine with my intentions and it just was like what was coming up for me or how intense it felt started to really align with the astrology energy. So basically it's just, I mean, everybody knows what their sun sign is, right? Like if I ask you like, what's your sign? Everyone knows what their sign is. And I think it's really interesting that we all know what our signs are, but then if someone brings up astrology, we're like, what? <laughs> so true. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but what's your sign? You know, your sign. Um, So I just started to like, read this and like the spirit daughter that I was talking about that I was using and then some of the other people I follow on Instagram and I don't know why my mind is blank right now with who those people are but um started to talk about you would see things like oh it's a new moon in Scorpio or it's a new moon in Leo or you know whatever and I was like okay so I just started like to look into this and to feel into this so whenever you have a new moon in that astrology sign it's the new moon for that sign so the new moon we had this weekend was a new moon in Scorpio because it is Scorpio season Then when you have a full moon in that sign, it's the opposite sign. So this is heavy. And like I said, this is really new for me. But if you look at astrology, it's a wheel. And so Scorpio is on one side. So whatever is directly across from it. And this is really hard to explain in audio. (laughs) Whatever is directly across from the wheel. Think of like a color wheel, like complementary colors. It's like a complementary astrology sign. So um, the full moon that we just had in Scorpio is Taurus. So like Scorpio is a water sign. Taurus is ground, so earth. 
So it's very grounded because water usually represents emotions and emotions are really big and they can feel really scary. And they're like, you know, waves crashing and things like that. So the opposite sign is usually represents the opposite thing to kind of like balance you out. And that's what I'm learning. So I'm going through this journey. And like I said, this is really new for me, but I just kind of came across this with my intention setting. I started to feel like, wow, this is really intense. And like, why do I feel so intense? And another thing I think that people joke about that a lot of people probably see on Instagram, even if you don't follow like a lot of woo-woo moon stuff, is like Mercury and retrograde. Like people have heard things like that and jokes like that. You just kind of like dismiss it or it becomes like pop culture. So that's kind of new for me, but I've just noticed that it's like, it's always coming up. So like Scorpio, for example, that we're in right now, is like very intense. It's about like really getting to the bottom of the truth. It's like death. It's like the death card in tarot, which means like death of whatever it is that's holding you back. Um, it's very sexual too, like very big energy because sex is another thing that has a lot of big energy up around it that people, that's why we consider it taboo. So this season, I was just like, why am I struggling <laughs> so bad? And I just kind of noticed like over the time, like the different themes, that's kind of how I felt. And I thought that that was really interesting. And we have these seasons, everybody, they're on calendars. You can find them easily. Everybody knows what their sign is, but we just don't really talk about it. And again, for me, it was just like another container. So I could say, okay, this new moon might feel like this one over this weekend for me was very, very big. I don't know if it's because my period started. I don't know if because it was Scorpio season. I don't know if it's all the things, but it felt really, really big and emotional for me. And I really felt that, but the good news is there's always balance. And I think that's one thing we've learned, right? Day, night, you know, there's always balance in the world. So when you have a really big season like Scorpio that has a super, super big energy, it's followed up with another season. And what I've learned so far about Sagittarius, which starts on November 21st, is like the mantra for that is what's the best that can happen? <laughs> so it's like, look, we just, you know, wiped you clean and like pulled out all your emotions and like what's not serving you can no longer exist. So now that you've faced that shadow, now it's time to do the light work of like, what's the best that can happen? And I was like, oh, come on, November 21st. <laughs> yeah, bring it. This is so exciting to me because um, like, I do not know about this at all. I know my sign and I say, what's your sign? <laughs> yeah. I'm a Libra. Of course, everybody knows their sign, but other than that, I have like no idea. Um, but it's almost like all of this gives you validation for why you're feeling a certain way when maybe those feelings aren't like quote unquote normal for you. So if you're going yes. through this like period of like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Like something feels off, but I don't, there's no reason that I can see in my life why I'm feeling this way. And it just reminds me so much of cycle syncing because yeah. it's like, you know, I would have those moments in the month where I'm like, why do I feel so down? Like, why do I feel unproductive, unmotivated? I have no reason to feel like that. Everything's going well. So why do I feel this way? And I would like beat myself up for feeling that way instead of realizing, oh, there's a reason. And I know I can work with that and use that to my advantage. So it's the same with all of this, like the moon cycles and astrology. It's like, there's a reason why 
like this is this is happening and so it's it's okay you haven't done anything wrong you're not yes. like going down a road of like depression and this too shall pass and where there's a low there's going to be a high you just have to like enjoy that like roller coaster that we are all on forever basically <laughs> yeah um so I have had, like, I he have heard recently all this, like, Mercury and retrograde stuff, and I honestly have no idea what everyone's talking about when they talk about it. Do you know anything about that? That, I don't know, like, as much about it. So that's, like, the planetary movements, and, like, okay. when the planets themselves, again, you know, something that we know is real, when the planets shift or spin I think it's when Mercury spins the other way backwards forwards not sure but it's spinning the opposite way of the earth and I guess we usually we're in tandem with it um so again it's a real thing right the planets move our planet rotates in 24 hours you know all these things um that we just don't think about but the biggest thing with Mercury retrograde that I've heard people say is like it's um a time where communications can break down so it's funny is one time I was recording a podcast or trying to record a podcast and um, an interview with someone on their podcast and Zoom would not work. Like it absolutely would not work. No, mind you, it was like April. So Zoom was probably just getting their self together. That's but true. we were joking and it was like April 13th or something. And it was like the first day of Mercury retrograde. And I was joking. I said, maybe it's Mercury retrograde. But that's something that I don't pay as much attention to. Cause right now I'm just trying to focus on like myself and you know, what resonates with me to help me get through it. But I love what you said about like the cycle and the seasons, because like I said, this past weekend for me was so big and so hard. And like, I feel like a completely different person after that. And I had such like a little mini breakdown on Saturday and then Sunday felt like a whole different day because it was so hard. And then my husband and I had one of the deepest conversations that like we've ever had, like in 20 years, and I was like, okay, that's it. That's the, sh um, that's the duality, right? Like mm -hmm. that's the, I felt so like low vibration for lack of a better word. I was like, so fearful. I was so like depressed again for a lack of a word. I was so triggered like all day on Saturday, like even at my kid's soccer game, I was like, why is everybody like this? I hate the world. <laughs> and then Sunday we had this like amazing conversation about it. And then like, I was like, oh, this is it. And I wonder, you know, I was thinking about this, so like there's 12 signs and we go through each one of them. And like I was saying, they follow each other. I wonder if we paid attention to them. And I don't know this, because like I said, this is new for me. If the different um, signs, if you could link those up to cycles. So like Scorpio is really, really heavy to me. That felt like a really big release. I wonder if that's like a menstruation phase. And then like Sagittarius is supposed to be like, how good can it get? That feels very maiden to me, like very spring, like oh, life is great and things are starting to come alive. And then um, Capricorn, I wonder if that feels kind of like the mother phase or like the summer phase. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if that linked up too. Yeah, totally. I think all of this stuff links up and I just think there's so much, there's so much possibility in all of this and all of us teaching these different things to other women and just empowering them because- like it's okay to be feeling the way you're feeling, but also know that it's not going to last. Like the way yes. that you were feeling on Saturday, it's like, it's, it's okay. Like just feel it because it's going to shift again. And, mm -hmm. 
And then like, you're going to go back into feeling like in flow and life is good and everything's easy and natural. And then, and then that like shitty phase is going to come back again, but it's like, (laughs) it's normal and just work with it and whatever it is, mercury signs, your cycle, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) whatever it is, it's like, it's just part of, of us and our growth and, and this whole journey. So um, yeah, it's just very eye-opening. And for, for people listening, it's like, just get curious. Like you don't need to understand or learn all of these things that, you know, I talk about, or you talk about, or any of like the podcast guests talk about, or what you see on Instagram, but like, just be so open to just hearing more about it and leaning in a little bit and just like taking little nuggets here and there. doesn't mean you have to like go and upheaval your like whole life and change everything but it's just like just be open and just be curious and just take note of like huh oh yeah I was feeling this way then or I'm feeling this way now maybe it's because of this like okay this is kind of cool and just start tracking and just like lean into it and just have fun with it really like above all else just have fun with all of this stuff Yeah. I love that. Like you were saying, like as adults, we forget like how to play. And I feel like that's the first question they ask you when you start any self-development work is what did you like to do as a kid? And you're like, well, if I could remember, I wouldn't be talking to you. (laughs) And like this for me is just fun. Like when you were saying that, like I immediately, like, this is something I totally do for myself 100%. But like we had some um, people spend the night coming from out of town and like my friend and I were like in my closet playing with the Oracle cards. And I felt like a teenager is like we were, her and I were like having a sleepover. And then like, sometimes my husband will come in here and I'll like pull tarot cards for him and like give him a little, well, it's not fake, but I, since I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, (laughs) give him a little fake reading and it feel like we feel like kids again. And that's so hard to tap into. And they always say like the number one thing to do to manifest things in your life and to attract that is to enjoy and like feel pleasure right and feel joy because when you feel that you're letting off that energy and then people just naturally want to be around you people naturally want to give you things like things just start coming to you but we have totally forgot how to do it so for me I'm like if it's fun to me and again it's making me happy and it's you know no one's getting hurt or any of those things then like how can it be a bad thing yeah, I, I, it's such like a powerful takeaway from this episode, I think. And whenever I journal, you know, like I try to journal daily, I'm not perfect, but whenever I'm journaling, it, it is like, it feels so good. And it brings me back to like my childhood bedroom where I would be like sitting yeah. in bed and I used to always journal. I call it like my diary, right? It's like, when yeah, you really refer to it as a child. And I used to like write in my diary all the time, like right up until I met my husband and started dating him. And then I stopped, I stopped writing in my diary and then didn't pick that up again until like a couple of years ago. Um, Four kids later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, it's like, it's this, it brings me so much pleasure and joy and even like sitting in silence, like it just all brings me back to this like childhood pleasure. And we need to tap back into that and feel that, feel that fun again um, in like very simple, simple ways, right in the comfort of your own home. So yeah, love it. I mean, free, free, simple, just do it in your house. And like, 
women need that so much. And I really believe that women are the creators of that. So like if we bring in that joy and we feel that joy, our families feel that joy, then our husbands can feel that joy. Then we can all take that into work wherever you go, whatever you do for the day, and then share that joy with everybody else. And like, that's how you start to create this better world that I'm hoping happens one day. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's like, I have a little collection of crystals that I've just picked up over the last couple of years. And um, my kids all have some crystals and stuff. And like, I couldn't tell you what all the crystals mean or do, but it's just, they make me feel good and they're fun. And I feel like they're pretty. They're pretty pretty, and they just make me feel good. So um, yeah, just tapping into all of that. So is there um, anything that, you know, we didn't really touch on today that you are just like bubbling inside? Like, I just want to say this message or share this one thing. Mm -hmm. Well, there's one thing that I told myself that I was going to announce on your podcast that I haven't even really announced on my podcast, but I was like, "Mm, this feels right. Um, so I'm presenting this later today and my business incubator group, and I haven't really shared it with anybody else, but this whole journey, I was kind of like, what? is like, what is this for you? Like, how are you helping women? Like, what's the value that you're really bringing? And going back to like things that make you feel fun or things that bring you pleasure for me was always um, clothes and makeup and like dressing up because to me, that was just a fun way of self-expression. And I actually went to college for that. And that was like one of the best times in my life. But like I said, then I got out and I started checking all the boxes And funny enough, along the way, I kind of always stayed tethered to this um, expression of yourself through style, but I don't know why. I just never thought it was something that I could bring to light. So today, something I'm going to start offering some of the ladies on my group and my community and things like that is personal brand styling. So I'm really on this new mission. I've always been on a mission to empower women to change their lives and make their lives better. But now I think I've really figured out my expression of that is helping them feel confident and expressing themselves and really tapping in like to their self validation and their self love through their personal style and really shifting the way that women think about style. Um, Like fashion and style are two different things and style is the highest form of self-expression and it's the way that you can feel like the best inside about yourself. Like for me, it's lipstick. Anyone that follows my Instagram or my podcast knows like lipstick is that thing for me that just makes me feel like myself. It makes me feel confident. It makes me feel good if I feel sad. Um, So I'm really working on launching this new beta program around personal styling for small um, business owners, obviously women, entrepreneurs who, you know, aren't sure what to wear for their photo shoots, aren't sure what they should wear on their Instagram. They're showing up there all the time, not sure what to wear for their body type or don't know what colors look good on them. Like, this is something that I've always been into. And they always say like, what you're into your gift is like something that someone else needs. And like, I've noticed over this, like with the lipstick, it kind of started in that space. People were like, what lipstick should I wear? What should I wear to my photo shoot? And I just kind of started doing this by accident. And then I was like, oh, I actually went to college for this. This is actually my corporate job (laughs) was director of style and trend at my company. And I've been podcasting out of my closet with all of these clothes behind me for a whole year. I was like, I think this is a thing. So that's going to be a direction that I take, but I still see this is not, it's not fashion. This is your personal style. So if your personal style is hair in a bun and tennis shoes, 
by all means. It makes you feel good. It makes you show up as a better coach. It helps you, you know, teach women about cycle syncing. Then by all means, but like own it and make it yours and like just, you know, show yourself through that. Like it's your signature style. Like for me, it's purple lipsticks and converse. Like nothing makes me happier. Nothing makes me show up more energized and ready to like make people feel better about themselves than that. So I'm really excited to see where this goes. So if anybody's interested in that or wants to check it out on the podcast, um, I'm going to be talking about this on my Instagram at Katie just realized. And I can't believe I just said that out loud because I haven't really told anybody. (laughs) Oh, this is so exciting. And yeah, congrats. Like this is a really unique little avenue you're taking. And I think it's, it's going to be so fun for you and so valuable for the women that you are going to be able to help. So that's, that's really, really cool. I'm really excited. So it's just a super fun way to connect and build deeper relationships, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And what you said too, about whatever it is that you're good at and what comes naturally to you is what you should be putting out there in the world and helping other women do, because I mean, there's like, that's not everyone's strong suit, but it's yours so that you can help those women. So that's so, so cool. So congrats. Um, so you mentioned your, awesome. thank you. You mentioned your Instagram, um, but where, where can people find you? Um, give us all the details on your podcast, Instagram, website, whatever. Yeah. So um, the Instagram is at Katie just realized the name of the podcast is just realized it's basically that story, right? Of like, oh, I just realized it's okay to have these feelings or it's okay to have a morning routine, like whatever that is for you. Like that was my aha moment was like, I just realized like I'm a whole person outside of being a mother. Um, So that's the name of the podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts and on the website as well. It's just justrealizedpodcast.com. So, and there's a Facebook group, all the things. Um, But the easiest way to like quickest contact is Instagram. I'm always talking to people on there through messages and comments and things like that. I'm trying to keep that space fun and light. Um, And I am just like a people person. Like that's the one thing I learned about myself in quarantine. Like I always knew it, (laughs) but I was like (laughs) connecting is such a big deal for me. So I really do love to just like connect, ask questions, whatever. So yeah. That's where I'm at. Okay. I'm going to put all of the details in the show notes so people can follow you, download your podcast and connect with you. So thank you so much for taking some time today, jumping on the podcast and sharing all these amazing insights into, into all of us, moon astrology, um, your new little business. Um, Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you.